Welcome to Post Game Pack, the first installment of the Post Game Pack Miami Heat Post Game Show. Unfortunately, it's a it's a L pack, and um, you know we're gonna talk about what we just saw in the game and and how we feel about things going forward. I'm here with Kev. You know I'm June. What up? I mean buzzer beater. First episode that we decide to do a post game show. On the Miami Heat, it hurt. We we were you know watching the game, and um, <laughs> I don't know. I, the three pointer was alive and well tonight for both teams, and um, it really cost us on the defensive end after such a great defensive game that you know we really were able to contain them and and uh, get pre- uh, get turnovers. I said pressure, get turnovers. You know what I mean? So. You know, I'll start like what I liked. You know, I love to see, as I mentioned again, the defense. Jimmy Butler was able to get, what was it, six steals. Um, I think we had 11 as a team. Gabe Vincent on the offensive and defensive end, you know, shows that he's that two-way player and and he's growing into that starting point guard role. What I didn't like to see was the open three-pointers that were being given up. You know, it was it was like some of the shots were just too easy. And um, I'll kind of let you take it off from there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it looked like, you know, the game started out and Miami was a bit sloppy early on um, and then kind of settled in. Looked like they got in a rhythm. Kyle Lowry was a big part of that. Um, had a good night, 15 points, uh, eight assists, seven rebounds. So he kind of filled the stat sheet. Um but yeah, he played really well. Yeah, um, you know, it was, it's the fourth quarter, and that's really all it was for Miami tonight. That's you know, it's playing forty-eight minutes, and um, they played thirty-six very good minutes and twelve not so good minutes to end the game. And um, I believe there's about what six seconds on the clock there at the end for Josh Hart to be able to come down and uh, make that three hmm. at the end. Um, you know, get, got you got to give credit to him. He sprinted all the way down court, got in his position, and waited for you know the starting point guard to find an open man, and that's what happened. You can't you know be mad at it. It was bad defense transitionally, um, but they executed on that last shot, and it was it was showing like whoever was getting open three is going to hit it at this point of the game, and um, Max's wasn't even open. And I mentioned it to you. I think like his last clutch three was Eastern Conference Game Seven. When he nobody thought he was going to make that shot, and he does, and keeps us in it. Obviously, we go down to lose anyways. But this was it was just so fast that it got canceled. Um, yeah. Shout out to Max Shoes. He he he. You know, unfortunately, couldn't stay out of foul trouble, so he wasn't able to play. You know, all the minutes he's supposed to get. But um, and that's, I think, another part of this because now we can talk about Duncan Robinson, and you know, credit to him on the offensive side of the ball, he was shooting it today for real. So um, you let us see that, but defense. And I think we, we know already that like this bench unit, the second unit for Miami is um, one of the best in the league. Like that's, you know, with Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, um, you know, when Duncan is shooting it and when Oladipo gets back and, you know, I mentioned while we were watching the game, I'd like to see what Yurtsevin looks like also when he gets back um, healthy. But just looking at those guys, 
um, going forward, they've got one of the best benches in the league. It's up to the, the starters to really figure things out, though. For whatever reason, one one reason or another, um, it just hasn't clicked early on. Um, and part of that is nothing's changed. And when nothing changes, uh, guys have film on you from last year that they can watch and, you know, things get a little bit yeah. easier to solve when you see it over and over and over again. So, um, you know, it's up to Spo and the coaches to change things up. When you bring in the same personnel, you've got to kind of, you know, figure things out on the court and uh, figure things out to change things up and throw other teams off. But, you know, this is a coach that took Dion Waiters and Hassan Whiteside to uh, 30 and 11 second half of the season. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you mentioned part of it has to do with there being no change, but and which it does. There's two parts that I wanted to bring up here. Uh, the first being there is no change, but at the same time that, you know, guys can watch film on you and understand you better. Uh, I believe last year Kyle Lowry didn't play up to the expectations and at times he did for sure. And you got to give him credit for doing it, but it's, it's, if you're going to win a championship and your expectation is a championship, you know, you can't say he fully did that. So um, if you had that, if you had a not, injured Tyler Hero and obviously Kyle was dealing with the injuries but that's just what comes with with the age and everything so with Tyler Hero we didn't have a healthy hero uh in that Eastern Conference Finals as well so I think coming into this year fully healthy um there's a good hope that right now for 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 the moment we don't need to make that move um and Spoh's good at letting things play out and seeing how he wants to plot so I trust him in this sense because I feel like at the end of the day we're going to make an attempt. I don't know if we do, but I'll uh, figure it out. But we'll make an attempt to figure it out. However, um, the other point I wanted to make was you mentioned earlier that ball is swinging, right? That ball is that ball is moving around mm -hmm. the court. For some odd reason, somebody's not playing a night. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, to that point, yeah, the ball does stop in, in Tyler's hand. And that's what it's going to do with somebody who has the, the creations at a young age like him, who can who can create his own shot and, and really flare. So you see it with Jordan Poole, you know what I mean? Uh, and he's just gotten better and better as time has gone on. So he gets that. Yeah. It's more respected. And, you know, they won a championship off of it. So you got to respect it. However, not to downplay Tyler's, uh, confidence or anything like that because I think he needs to be that type of player for us and the only way that he's going to be able to grow into that type of NBA player where he can create his own shot and feel comfortable in big moments and whenever he wants to shoot up it's coming you know this is the growing stages and uh, as a team that we move the ball well uh, whoever's on the floor it does hinder when the starters are in Yeah, but I think and, you grow through that you know to the continuity point um, of bringing in basically the same team as as last year also. Um, you know, I think a big part of the thinking within the organization is Tyler's going to get better, Bam's going to get better, um, and hopefully do more on offense as well. And, um, I mean, he has been a little bit more aggressive this season, I'll say, on the offensive side of the ball. But Bam's got to get, I think, better at just – Getting on the boards, uh, like five rebounds tonight does not cut so, it. So, you know what a big thing about Bam is, though? Like, he's always guarding 
somebody, you know. And he's, he's <coughs> excuse me, he's on the perimeter a lot. That's that L pack. <laughs> Kurt, the cough, the cough was courtesy of the L pack tonight that we had to suffer. Um, but yeah, I, I think that him playing a lot of defense forces him he, to not always be in the paint. And at the same time, we are always undersized. Not always, but we're undersized a lot of times. Yeah, the, and and you know, I get the fact that he's obviously when he's out there, they're playing a lot more. Of, you know, switching on defense, and uh, then when Deadman's out there, Deadman ended tonight with six rebounds to Bam's five. Right. Even though he paid, played fourteen minutes to Bam's thirty-three. So, um, I I still think you know five rebounds for a guy like Bam who is athletic enough to crash boards, even if he yeah. is guarding a guy on the perimeter and long enough to get those rebounds, like five rebounds in thirty-three minutes before <laughs> he was in cutting it. Yeah, yeah. No, gotta, that, that's that's fair. You know, especially when you you look on the other side, and Nurkic had had eleven tonight. Um, Josh Hart had nine rebounds tonight. Like Josh Hart having nine rebounds, you know, on the defensive side. Um, They did only have four offensive rebounds though, so second chance points weren't um, too costly for Miami. Neither were turnovers, so that's you know that's a tough. You're you're rebounding the ball relatively well even though they out rebounded you that's just mostly on the defensive end um but and then you don't you're forcing turnovers and and you're taking pretty good care of the ball for the most part yeah um, but you know just and, and, looking going down this the box score and looking i mean caleb martin 0 for 5 from three um you know that's that hurts because he's five for five of 11 from the field so oh they called that corner shot a two that corner shot was a two um, I guess if he made one from the corner, I don't remember. The yeah, remember when? Remember when they went and I was like, "Oh, he made it." And he missed it, and then we came down, and I was like, "He missed oh, it." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yep. he, and he made it. I guess that was yeah. it too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at this: fifty-two percent from the field from Portland in a game where they were being dominated all game, and like you said. The Heat played three uh, three great quarters, and um, we even shot forty seven percent from the field and thirty five from three, and it comes down to this to this. I mean, so in here. the fourth quarter, uh, Portland from the field shot seventy six percent, and Insane. from three they shot seventy one percent in the fourth quarter. So that's where you lose the game, right? <laughs> Yeah, I 30, think, I think anybody's able to come back from that. 37 to 26, they outscored Miami in the fourth quarter to come back and win. Um, that's tough, you know. A tough, that's It's a tough loss because you played well for, for 36 minutes. And they come yeah. off a, a third quarter where they shot 16% from three, uh, Portland, and 38% from the field. So... Uh, somewhere in between the third and fourth quarter, they caught fire and uh, did not miss. Miami had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in double digits. Yeah, I mean they they played well, and that's what it's it's fresh. The most frustrating part, I think, about losses, you look at it and it's just where where uh, where does the the where did the game really fall apart? And it was, and obviously it was in the fourth quarter. But what happened in the fourth quarter, I think, is something that you know. Obviously, they'll have to go back and watch 
and see what exactly happened in that fourth quarter that broke down. But uh, having Duncan, obviously, the, it was a great, great move by Chauncey Billups because um, he had a timeout that he could have taken there. Not calling it, keeping Duncan Robinson on the floor because that's what ultimately got Josh Hart the open shot. Duncan had mm-hmm. to pick up Lillard at half court. Um, if Duncan's not out there, you probably I'm not sure who was on the court at that point, but you would imagine either Gabe Vincent It was Kyle or Kayle, it, yeah, Kyle's out there, um Jimmy's out there, Bam's Jimmy. out there, mm-hmm. and then either Struce I, I believe Struce is out yeah. there because he just said yeah, he was. So Caleb Martin's on the bench. Yeah, Gabe Vincent's on the bench. Uh either one of those two is coming in for Duncan to play defense if if Chauncey calls yeah. a timeout. So um good move by him to just get up the court. Um, whether he did that because he knew Duncan was on the court, and plus you know that you know the, the pressure is going to be on Dame Lillard to take that shot right there at that moment. Like if if he calls timeout, you know there's there's obviously going to be a play drawn up for Dame. Um, you imagine, but the the beautiful part of the game, like you mentioned, is him just knowing the scenario and him being a point guard in you know the NBA who was a champion and. Somebody that will drive down the court and win the game or pull up from three and win the game, right? Always made the right play. And so he knows he has that same type of point guard as his starting point guard in the same situ- uh, situation. And he knows that his point guard's good enough to make the right play naturally. So uh, credit to him and, and Dame Lillard for also, you know, putting the pressure on the defense, drawing the attention away from the shooter and getting a wide open, like wide open uncontested like bro corner three for the game yeah yeah i mean at that point it's it's um duncan picks up lillard about half court and from there to the rim lillard's gonna get by duncan and so lowry has a choice to either let lillard get an easy layup to win the game or kick it out and hope josh hart misses a three but uh, credit to Lillard for making the right play and credit to Hart for knocking the shot down. But it's a tough loss, especially uh, the fact that we planned this tonight and that's the way to lose. So Right. Uh, well, you know, it happens. Uh, we're not going to win them all. <laughs> we're sitting at four and seven now. And, you know, I don't know when it when there is a cause for serious concern because it's November 8th. You know what I mean? Halloween just passed. November's not even... Uh, Thanksgiving ain't even here yet. And, you know, Thanksgiving is a, is a, at that point, you know, if you're doing really bad, then yeah, of course you should worry. But, you know, if you're hanging in there and just sort of still kind of figuring things out, that's still okay by that time. Um, I don't think we're going to deal with any type of, oh my God situation like the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> just a joke, just a joke. I'm a Colts fan. But, um, you know, I, I know at one point we're going to have to figure something out with getting some adjustments on this team and getting the lineup straight. I know you mentioned uh, Omer Yurtsevin and him uh, seeing what he can do, truly, you know, because you give a guy a shot and we like him. We found him for a reason. Um, so I would like to see what his, you know, this year it would be him comfortably being in the lineup um, with that confidence given because it's a need, you know. Yeah. And if he can do the role, it's your role. So I'm excited for that, too. Uh, I'm also just not hanging too much on that. You know what I mean? Because I still do believe yeah, of course. 
have to make some sort of adjustment at one point, and I don't know what it is yet. So, I mean, you're missing Tyler Hero tonight, which you know I know we talked about the ball movement was better tonight, but you're still missing that score. And at the end of the game, the game does slow down, and Tyler would have been good in that half court to have, um, you know, trying to get a basket there at the end when Portland's going on a run. That's usually where Tyler Hero can come in and get you a bucket and kind of settle down the offense, but. Um, obviously he's missing tonight. You go to the bench and you have two guys who have been missing all season so far. Um, one of them who we know was a, at least planned to be a big part of the bench unit. Otherwise, they don't give him the $10 million they give him in Victor Oladipo. <laughs> and another one who you assume is um, could be part of the rotation in Omer Yurtsevin. So they're still missing pieces to what the Heat are we're thinking and again they didn't make any moves necessarily um in the off season yeah we didn't resign tucker that's a good one that's a good no move right so the organization's thinking is oladipo has a full off season for the first time in how long to train you know uh before being able to come back this year, maybe he can be better than he was last year offensively because defensively he was already seemed to be getting his uh his footing. Um, Hero improving, Bam improving, and Yurtsevin being part of the rotation. So, so you're still um, hanging your hat on Victor Oladipo's success here? I mean, I don't think it's something you count on. I think it's something that you hope he can get healthy. And mm-hmm. when he does come back, it's something that you, at this point, have to try because you gave him $10 million. And if it doesn't work, you have maybe the opportunity to try to move him at the deadline. Um, Yo, $10 million, that's crazy, right? Like, we say $10 million, like, that's nothing. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, like, no, in I'm, the NBA, it's nothing, though. But it just is, the way they'd be like, you know, get him $10 million for the year. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. like all right, and it's still ten million for a team that's close to that seems to be concerned about luxury tax. So, mm-hmm. hey, what's uh, what's what's ironic and funny about <clears throat> the way basketball works is that Jimmy Butler hits a dagger to win the game versus the Warriors. Then uh, Tyler Hero hits the three-pointer with one point something left. And now we lose this way at home. So it's the way the NBA, you know, gods work. We got the Hornets at home on Thursday. And we got the Hornets at home on Saturday. So I was making sure I was reading that correctly, but I was. Miami is uh, going to have to win both of those games. Just clearly the better team? Yeah, and they don't have their best player. I mean, you got a home-and-home, two games at home. You're off for two days, uh, tomorrow being election day, um, and then Wednesday's off day. So you got two days to get, get your shit together. Figure it out. Come in on uh, come in on Thursday. Get a win at home against a bad team who's struggling without their best player. Yeah, the Take Hornets are Hornets are out here losing to the Wizards. 
Yeah, I mean, shout out to shout out to Dennis Smith though. He's he's been he's been playing good this year. You have a stretch right now where you got two games against the Hornets, a tough game against Phoenix, Toronto with no Siakam, Washington, Cleveland. So you got about four four very winnable games right there. Two tough games. Um, that so. Okay, let me just. We can kind of. If you have any closing thoughts. Um, we can get to them, but I'm going to end with this question. Um, with this four-game to six-game schedule, we'll go with the six-game schedule. What do you think the record is at the end of the six games? Um, so if – I mean, give me one second because I was actually going to look at something. But if you go – I mean, realistically, four and two, I don't think is something that's a uh, a crazy ask. It's not. It's not. It's that, a stretch that you need to get from this. Right, exactly. So looking at that, I think, you know, at that point, they're eight and nine. Um I'm trying to see something because I'm trying to think the last time. Because you figure they play Thursday, then Saturday, then Monday, then Wednesday, then Friday, then <clears throat> Sunday. Granted, it's, you know, every other day, but they're getting the break. It's no, uh, no back-to-backs there. Seven, eight. You doing um, math? No, say so yeah, I was trying to see something, but um, maybe it was this team. Hold on, I'm trying to see because that that eight and nine record sounds familiar to me, but I could be wrong. Could have been nine and eight. What eight and nine record? Just I think the, the listeners the are confused. Being, the Heat being eight and nine sounds a little they, familiar. Well, we're not eight and nine right now. You're saying we'll get to eight and nine? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Like if if we were to go four and two in this next stretch, right, right. Uh, so you're trying to line things up. I see. I see. <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 going to be valuable that if they can pull away four wins here, because okay, so it was nine and eight that they were, but it was and and that's what I thought it was nine and eight, not eight and nine. So, but it was uh, LeBron's first year here with uh, Spolstra. They started nine and eight and got to the finals. So. It makes sense because I was talking about, you know, them <clears throat> down the stretch. Well, yeah, it's it's just, and, and then also it's like we saw what Boston did last year after the uh, after the new year. And they didn't look like I, I think they were like the seven or eight seed at that point. In yes, the sir. So um, it's still early. There's still a lot of time. Losses like these are always going to hurt, but uh, there's still enough time to right the ship. And oh yeah, it's it's way too early. I'm not. I don't feel any type of way about the season. Don't get. I don't know. You know, that's not my uh, message. It's just more so a frustrating loss tonight. But no, uh, not nah. not. I'm 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 sure you don't. But yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, sure. there's definitely there going to be Heat fans out there who are ready to. Stance, no. um, who are ready to blow everything up. And it was actually because it's it the Heat fan base is funny, right? Because there's like a Tyler Hero fan base. Then there's like mm-hmm. a group that doesn't like Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. And there's the same thing with Bam, who there's like a, a, a fan base right. who loves Bam. But it's like so tonight was like such a roller coaster for everybody. Because 
the group who was ready to trade Tyler Hero was having a great night for three quarters. And then the group who loves Tyler Hero looks at that fourth quarter and says, you see? (laughs) (laughs) That's true, though. Makes sense. So, I mean, it's... it's, it's, He fans have two days to be all over the place before their next game, so... I think we'll be just fine, you know. Shout out to the Heat fans, the real fans, you know what I mean? But um yeah, I guess I guess that sums up the first uh post game pack. It had to be the L pack tonight, unfortunately, but you know, we do appreciate y'all for listening. Kev, I appreciate you for being here with me. Appreciate that pack, you that me. pack is hitting though. I'm not gonna lie. I was coughing, the pack is hitting me. I'm like, yo. But, Hopefully we can get that uh that Zaza from uh from Charlotte. Carolina next, pack. These next two. Yeah. That Charlotte. Downtown Charlotte. That that La that La Mello pack. Nah, but all right, y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening. Kev, you know, ATS pod. Yes, sir.